And we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. Recording from one of the most authentic spots in Brooklyn. Authentic. Fresh aesthetic, home of classic material mm. on Grand Street here in Williamsburg. You probably have seen them on your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, or Jesus of Jesus and Mero. Yeah. Uh, we break down the deals and the real, the bars and the beef. We connect echoes of the past with news of the present and predictions of the future. Anything we bring up here is up for discussion, up for debate, uh, and we welcome anyone who listens to us, who gets upset with our hot takes or our opinions. Because Saul got that smoke for you on Twitter. Don't think you're going to be around here with your little frivolous comments saying that, oh, we talking about clothes? Fam, fashion is a part of hip-hop. Indeed. Uh I am uh, Saul Goodman, and that was my co-host. You want to introduce yourself? I'm ZK Marco, New Jersey's juggernaut, international cane. Say something if you want to, but don't get mad at the answer. Let's go. No, Charles. I'm the juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. The I rest. Made my own suits. <laughs> Smack it with your own pimp. <laughs> Yo, and our rest of our gang, we're... you wouldn't notice this, but we are back together again. Our executive producer, our famed ep mika is back with us hey what's up? from hanging out on the other side of the world yes asia yes. all over and uh i realized i was limiting marv when i was calling him new york's best photographer because he's more than that he's a he's a videographer yes he's an artist he's an instagram star too Ooh. let's not let's not sell him short man He's also like a model too. I he know he's be taking model. those those selfies yeah. on his Instagram and shit, all sexy it's and stuff. It's basically DC Young Fly, Fat Boy SSE, Marv. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's more silky, his do rag or his beard. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Off the uh, top too. Wow. Facts. Nothing but juices and berries. What so we, what are we talking about today, man? We. We have a pretty deep, I think it was going to be more of a conversation or a discussion. Recently, we lost, honestly, I think people are now realizing one of hip-hop's brightest stars mm-hmm. uh, in this next generation. Rest in peace, Mac Miller, who passed away far too soon at the age of 26. At this time, it is it's being reported called a, to be an overdose. An accidental overdose. Which is really, really tragic. Um, his battle with addiction is not unknown. He uh, was priding himself on on his sobriety when he first got into his relationship with Ariana Grande. The thing is that he was dealing. He was definitely dealing with his demons, and unfortunately, his his demons won. And we're coming together to just kind of discuss what addiction is uh, and what it means to America and hip hop and the black community. Uh, I do want to say first that uh, addiction is an American issue. It's not a black issue. It's not something that rappers or just or any musician or artist are going through. Addiction comes in many forms. It's not just drug abuse. It can be food. It can be shopping. It can be sex. And I think that more people need to look at the causes of that addiction rather than blaming the addiction itself. No, I fully agree with you. Um, we're talking about the issue of addiction in the country and the issue of addiction in music and in hip-hop. Everything kind of boils down to stress and availability. 
So when you're talking about the quote unquote opioid crisis that's happening in the United States right now, it uh, people are are being baffled because it's a lot of people using prescription pills, and it's people that they wouldn't think that are uh, they wouldn't associate with drug use and being drug addicts uh, using this. I personally think that this mass opioid addiction problem in the United States has been going on in black and brown communities uh, ever since, you know, crack was introduced on the streets. But now since because there are a bunch of soccer moms passing out and ODing and Trevor's passing out and ODing like in middle school, now people care. Now, it's a little bit of a hot take and nobody's, you know, addictions and demons should be under should be underplayed, but it's just it's frustrating it's frustrating but at least now people are looking at addiction in a whole new light whereas before people would say be quiet just get over it or they try to sweep it under the rug a lot more people are being vocal about addiction a lot more people being vocal about depression and stress and i think as goes along with addiction and using drugs for different things a lot of people are now trying to figure out what's happening psychologically with them and a lot of people in this country are stressed and depressed and anxious and that leads him to find coping mechanisms which aren't uh, healthy at all. And they are very destructive. And I think in the case of Mac Miller, this is probably what happened. I think he was already going through like depression and whatever outside stressors brought everything to a head. But I don't think this is like, I don't know. I don't, it's just very tragic and very sad in my, in my eyes because this is a guy that went from making quote unquote frat rap to really producing bodies of art that weren't garnering him the same mainstream success but building up a fan base that was rabid and cultish and that is very important i think that there is definitely a legacy that he's really solidified we're going to have to go back to to the discography i do want to go back to a point that you were making about the opioid epidemic and the fact that it is now called an epidemic I remember, I am not too young to remember when it was a war on drugs, where there are still hundreds of thousands of people who are in jail for nonviolent drug-related offenses. And then we still, now we see uh, all these shows dedicated to, to marijuana and uh, cooking it, smoking it. To, to get specifically, you said that you were bringing up the crack cocaine epidemic, yeah. the heroin, unfortunately, predates that and uh, that's where the the whole 27 club came from something that um which is even sadder that mac miller was acutely aware of uh and he actually there's a bar about making sure they give him clean 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 drugs because he doesn't want to join the 27 club that's not a that wasn't a rap phenomenon that's actually a a rock phenomenon he lost a lot of greats janice joplin Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, now Amy Winehouse. And unfortunately with Mac Miller being 26 years old, it's come up again. I think that you see really that anxiety and those issues that that are plaguing Americans kind of in that microcosm of the art world. Also want to mention, you know, John michel Basquiat. He said it specifically. He said, when I'm sober, they don't like my work. When I'm high, that's when they praise what I'm working on. That was an honest observation that he had. And I think that when you're stuck trying to balance creativity with with business, with popularity, and you're talking about a lot of sensitive spirits out here, it can become overwhelming. Fame is is like the worst drug that you could ever get, right? Because you're always chasing it. 
That's what Basquiat said. Remember, everybody was making fun of Kanye West when he said, "Yo, I got lipo because y'all some because somebody called me fat, and then I got addicted to opioids because I got lipo." And we were all calling them crazy, but that's the stress that people are under, and that's just the stress that like we see after somebody gets famous. A lot of people don't talk about the the stress that people see beforehand. Like a lot of people making music are coming from underserved and underprivileged communities, and they're going through torture. And they're going through, like, they have PTSD and don't even realize it. Like, how do you feel when your best friend gets gunned down and you're supposed to go to school the next day? Like, how do you feel when somebody you know overdoses, like, in the street? Or just having to deal with, like, seeing crackheads every single day or, like, knowing that anything could happen in your neighborhood. And that's where a lot of these people are coming from. Like, you think about, uh, what, Frito Starr. Like, my man, he had a liver failure. A lot of that was due to um, a lot of, like, lean usage, you know? Bringing that up, Russ had spoken out against drug use and drug addiction, and he got a lot of heat for it. Uh, and I think it was, some of it was definitely superficial in that, you know, people should be able to do what they want. I saw the very thing that I brought up in the very beginning of this episode is that there are symptoms that lead to addiction. And Fredo said it. He was like, yo, like, it's hard for me to close my eyes because you just see your homies that have died right in front of you. And that's when that's what lean, like, they you they take lean to help them sleep. Two classic examples of who? DJ Screw and Pimp C, right? So they both died of lean overdoses and Pimp C's. Pimp C's was because uh, he took lean, but he also had sleep apnea, so that made it worse, and he died in his sleep. But a lot of times cats are taking lean so they can go to sleep, you know, from everything. We don't know what happened to Pimp C when he was in jail, but that man was in jail for a long time. And it's hard to to get back to reality after, like, dealing with that stress. It's kind of what you saw with ODB. ODB was never the same when he got out of jail. That led to him overdosing, too, in 2004 for cocaine and prescription pills. Like, you can, you can see where some of these are coming from. You can see that, like... It's not always somebody just living a crazy party lifestyle. It's people dealing with and coping with pain in destructive ways. And it just seems like we're losing a lot of figures specifically to addiction or just overdosing. And just to go through the past couple years, just Mac Miller. Last year, there was Lil Peep. Everybody was talking about him. Two years before that, we lost ASAP Yams to a lean overdose combined with his sleep apnea. We're not exactly sure why these cats are doing this, but you, one thing you can say is that you can see like all the stress that mounts once you get famous, so all the stress that you're trying to leave a neighborhood, you're trying to leave like a place of pain, you know? I mean, to that extent, you can look at like somebody like Capital Steve's where he committed suicide because he couldn't deal with everything. You look at Chester from Lincoln Park, committed suicide because he couldn't deal with everything. Kurt Cobain, you mentioned before in 27 Club. Like, it was hard to deal with the stressors of being famous combined with whatever trauma you might have had beforehand. You don't know what people have to deal with before they get famous. Then they get famous and they have all this outside pressure like, yo, I got to make another hit. This isn't just me living off me. This is how many new people that have jobs just because they know me. And it's also like, Every time you walk down the street, maybe you can't walk down the street. You got somebody telling me, oh, you changed my life. So now you got that pressure. You got the pressure of other people saying, yo, you saved my life. And that's a hard thing to deal with. And I think a lot of that leads to the underlying issue of like addiction and depression and annexing and mental health and mental wellness that some people are trying to talk about. Some people aren't trying to talk about. 
and it's just hard like all of these are like especially the mental health issues these are issues that are just being brought to the fore in the past five to ten years you know mm -hmm. everybody was laughing at ron Artest when he wanted to say thank you to his therapist after he won a championship and he auctioned off his ring to raise money for mental health but now we're like oh no oh yeah like he's like meta was right like yeah meta, like this is what we should be doing we should be talking about this you bring up little peep and you bring up young people today uh it, a study was released that young people are dealing with a lot more stress and anxiety it's probably because they're exposed to the world at a younger age like in all of its some in some some of its horror when erica badu i don't remember what interview she was given last year but she's brought up how she looks at uh seven her son she looks at Tentacion. she looks at jaden smith and they do think differently than us are they now finding ways to cope uh i asked that in lieu of this now this running theme where they're saying that hip-hop or the rap industry is full of drug users as opposed to in past decades where they were full of drug dealers I mean, before cats were talking about being drug dealers, they were talking about beating up drug dealers in the streets. Like, like in the 80s, like in the 80s and early 90s, especially when you look at cats like Tribe Called Quest and um, Native Tongues, people like that, they were all about like, yo, we need to stop having crack in the streets. Like, this is killing our community. And then there was a transition where people weren't talking about selling drugs and glorifying it. They were talking about it as a means to an end and then from it being a means to an end it started to get glorified and then that transitioned into rappers being stars right so that happened around the same time as rappers just being stars and then people were like well instead of just being a rap star i just want to be a like a rock star and live this party lifestyle a lot of this this transition you can see like in the early 2000s and honestly i never really heard a lot of pill talk until i started hearing eminem like i kind of feel like he was at the forefront of consistently being like he had a song called purple pills, purple pills. which was a which was a lead a hit single off of d12's album yeah so it's he was, he was always talking about it but mm -hmm. it's like to make it to normalize it i hate using catchwords like that but yeah like to normalize the idea of being of like using pills because people talked about it before like biggie biggie has a famous line some say the x make the feel, make the sex feel spectacular but i feel like it wasn't as prevalent until M came out then after that start hearing a little bit about Molly and then the new generation of like SoundCloud rappers they're coming out with names like Lil Xan but I feel like before that I mean I think even though it wasn't in hip-hop per se like in the music industry itself like ecstasy and all of that shit was already becoming a huge thing in the 90s like being part of like the raver scene and all that shit like that shit was all over the place and jungle and like drum and bass like which was kind of similar to like the hip-hop scene like it it kind of merged both of like hip-hop and edm together that whole scene was basically drugs like we did drugs all the fucking time all types of drugs you know and then eventually the hip-hop world started talking about it but i think what i saw at least what i saw a lot of people were doing it and it wasn't just people that were white or whatever it was a lot of like people of color that were 
getting fucked up on this shit. I think it started getting glamorized. That's where it started getting a little fucked up because when people started looking at it, being like, oh, this is a drug that's gonna make me, you know, wanna have sex with people and this, this and that, it started becoming something that younger people wanted to do. And like, then it started becoming popular widespread. So like hip hop started talking about it more and like the grunge scene and all that stuff like started becoming more popular. That's where the addiction was more like, oh, we're trying to party, but then people were dying because they had no idea what they were doing and what they were putting into their body. And they didn't understand like what everything was cut with and what it did to like their body and how much they should be taking. You could take one pill and all of a sudden you're fucked up like and you die. Some people could take five pills and it was fine, you know? And it was just people didn't know. And so when people started talking about it more and people started making it seem like it was okay, like my favorite rapper is doing these drugs, it made it okay. Yeah, there's an addiction part where the kids didn't understand. In your head, you're like, oh, they're having fun, they're partying, this is what rock stars do, this is what rappers do, this is what, and it glamorized it. And then now it's like people are realizing that they're taking drugs to kind of get away from their problems. And I think it's becoming more apparent that like the people that do use drugs have problems. They have problems. It's not just like, oh, I'm here to have fun. It's like, I'm trying to get away. Not a lot of people could understand that. No, I absolutely agree with that idea. The fact that what started out is people doing things just to party and to like feel good still goes to the underlying thought that people are doing drugs so they can feel something and they can feel something that they don't normally feel because there is a pain and the suffering that's underlying with a lot of these people that are constantly that are constantly using that they're trying to get past and they're trying to move past. Everybody blames a lot of the newer rappers that are coming out now, nobody's asking these guys, why are you doing this? And the second thing, some people who are making these judgments aren't listening to their music when they're really like, yo, a lot of a lot of people are like, I don't want to do this, but I am doing it. Like, Little Peep's whole thing was like, I'm doing this, like I'm halfway suicidal, but I don't want to die, but I want to feel something, like I don't like my life right now. And that's something that people can really uh, relate to. And the idea of like emo rap, the difference between pump it up Joe Budden and mixtape Joe Budden. It, it moved, exactly, in mood music Joe Budden. And love and hip hop Joe Budden. I just. Nah. <laughs> no, I mean, salute to him for having that many phases of his career and I think finally finding happiness. Salute to Joe. And for being comfortable <laughs> for being comfortable in his own skin and figuring out what that is. It's a constant ongoing battle. Like, there are a bunch of people that deal with those problems and depressions like your your man's who we were talking about episode uh two kings of new york make sure you go to soundcloud and listen to it um (laughs) 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 uh dmx man like i forgot that in 2016 he had to be revived in a parking lot Outside of a Ramada Inn. We did. We thought that and, he was going to die on us. Yeah. And he had to come back. And then we look at him and then we look at Lamar Odom, who like literally died, like running away from his pain and had to be brought back. There's something going on. Like this thing. Yeah. This thing called fame is very destructive. And when I, don't, I don't think that. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a it's an industry thing. It's a music thing. It's not fame. It's, it's hard. I think life is hard. Being in America can be hard. 
I wanted to bring this to to the group and I wanted to make this an episode because I didn't want a PSA. I wanted people to start looking at this honestly critically, not just blaming people for their addictions, not trying to attack anybody and not trying to excuse behavior. There's a history behind this and all the other ways to combat the sickness haven't worked. Let's start looking at it from a different angle. In my own personal life, turning to friends doesn't necessarily help uh, because people don't really understand. I would encourage anybody that's battling addiction to seek professional help, seek ways to cope with the stress that they're dealing with. And if they are going to turn to using, do so as safely as possible. The depression part and the addiction has been a struggle for a lot of people. Right now, more people have been open and willing to talk about it, especially artists. Um, I think back in the day, it wasn't as prevalent. Like People weren't talking about it. A lot of my friends did, and a lot of friends that I lost to heroin and all that stuff. It was, it was a hard, hard thing. Seeking help is very, very important. I myself have done it. I went through a whole lot of addiction and you know, it took a while till I got out and I'm here now and I'm good, but not a lot of my friends got the got that end of the stick. So, as much as people ask me like how do you help someone who's addicted? You know, what do I do? And it's really up to that person. And whatever you do, like you could be there for them, you could listen to them, you could get them away from the drugs. It's never going to work until they realize and that's going to they're going to have to hit rock bottom. And when they do, they're going to realize it. And that's when they're going to need you the most. Being able to be present and understand your friends and look at signs. That's that's really what you should be looking for and like making sure that you know, your friends are good. Like as much as we live this world and everyone on social media looks like they're living their best life ever. There is a lot of people out there that are are struggling. And so being a friend, being able to talk to someone, and really ask them like how they're doing and really mean it is a big deal to someone that's struggling. Just be just be open to that and if you are struggling and if you are having problems know that you're not alone and that there are other people out there feeling the same way and that you can get out of that you can you can I know it I've been there I did it so just do it (laughs) and just get the help and so this episode is dedicated not only to Mac Miller and Lil Peep and the other artists that we've lost but to friends and family that are still fighting the battle. As always, we know it's a hard night life, but we're doing our very best to make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.